I don't talk in Instagram talk. Just let's get this out the way. Yo, this lady, bro. Lady, I can't stand. I don't like when guys are like, yo, let's link. I don't like, yo, we got to collab. Bro, we're not Pharrell Kanye. There's nothing we could collab on. Welcome back, man. Welcome back uh, to Go Off, presented by Uninterrupted. I am your host, Austin Rivers. Uh, it has been too long. Um, a lot of changes, uh, but we're back here now and uh, very, very excited. Back here in Los Angeles for the summer training. And I'm here also with my guy, producer, TD. Yo, what up, Austin? Glad to have you back here in Studio 6 here at Uninterrupted here in L.A. Uh, for first-time listeners, though, like, and there might be, should be a lot of first-time listeners, Go Off is a podcast where you just dive into deep conversations with, with guests of interest to you, right? Absolutely. Yep. It's not always basketball guests. No, no, no. I, I want to steer from it from being the, the prototypical uh, podcast, which I've alluded to in my last episodes. Uh, I want it to be about everything. So we're going to have content up here about, obviously, basketball, other sports, business, uh, investment. It could be real estate, pop culture, hip hop. I mean, you name it, uh, we'll cover it. And just before we get into all the shenanigans, really quick, what's coming up on today's show? All right, we're going to catch up on your... 2018-2019 season. We're going to talk about the new deal with you signed with the Rockets. Obviously, all those crazy free agency moves. You have a new teammate now, Russell Westbrook. Who saw that coming? Came out of nowhere. Poor George Kawhi to the Clippers. The new Brooklyn Nets. All of that. We're going to touch on all of that in this podcast right here. Man, let's get it going. Let's let's go off real quick. Let the people know what have you been up to this off season. I know you're yeah. you're dad now, right? I am. What's that? Busy. How's that going? Uh, learning is the best way to go. You you're, you're constantly learning uh, because he's constantly doing something new every day, and uh, it's been pretty neat to do. It's been a crazy. I guess to to, to before I get into that, uh, so much has happened since my last podcast. Um, traded, waived, signed, signed again. Um, it's been. This last year was the most challenging year of my life uh, by far. Um, it was the first time where I've had to really break down uh, myself, not only as a player, but as a character and understand things I need to work on. And um, it, it really does go to show you everything does happen for a reason. Uh, the things that have happened to me this year have only been blessings in disguise that I didn't realize at the time, but have now become that. Um, and that's a shout out to anybody right now who is going through something. I just want to say this really quickly. If you are going through something in life, understand that there are only problems that are creating opportunities for those things to be blessings in disguise if you, if you make it that. You know, it's, I've always believed that if you're going through something in your life, um, it can be the turning point in you to being something so much greater than you ever thought you would have been anyway. Uh, so you can always make those struggles and trials a um, blessing in disguise. And that's what this year was for me, uh, was in D.C. the last time we, we uh, did one of these with Dwight Howard. Yep. Um, got traded, uh, went through a whole crazy process of eventually landing up on the Rockets, and that was just a organic, natural fit. Um, an organic, natural fit that uh, ended up working out very well for me, and most importantly, I think the team, and, and I'm very comfortable down there, obviously, and uh, very excited for this upcoming season, which we'll get to in a little bit. But um, yeah, and now we're here in the summer of Los Angeles, and I'm a dad, and I'm training every day, and 
it's uh, it's exciting times. Notice you've been working out uh, with Travell Gaines. I think he's trained with Jimmy Butler, Taj Gibson, Candace Parker. Everybody. You. Everybody. Why tra- why Travell Travell Gaines for you? Uh, well, one is resume. Two would be, uh, I, I I I'm a dude that to, that likes to work with people who, like I said, have good resume, but also have an envision for yep. your for for your style of play. Uh, talking to him, um, the recommendation came from Chris Johnson, who I I hold very dear and who I trust. Um, they don't train everybody the same. They train everybody tailor-made to what they need to work on. Yep. And that's what his whole thing with me has been, has been balance, controlling my, 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 my movements, my quickness, all things that could take me to a different level, uh, while also obviously improving strengths in certain areas. So uh, that, that's pretty much why I'm over there, and it's, it's gone well so far. Sounds good. And now you alluded to earlier about your, you know, the new contract now with the Rockets, right? right? After signing with them during, the, during last season and starting a few games and being a big part of that team, uh, obviously, it didn't end like you guys wanted to. Right. You know, losing to the Warriors, who, you know, defending champions at the time. But uh, one, really quick, it was there. What was, you know, recap the last season for us really quick. And then right. also why you decided to re-up on that, new, on that new deal, even if, you know, you probably had suitors elsewhere. Like, why um, them? It, it will, for one, it was a blessing uh, to be in Houston. Uh, the fans there were amazing. And I know every player says this about their fan base and, and, and yada, yada, yada. But... Houston was really, really dope, man. Um, Every player does say that though about the fans. They really do because they they have to if they're playing there. Yeah. But Houston's like really dope though. First off, right now it's it's good to be in sports in Houston because all their teams are popping. Texans popping. Astros. Astros yep. popping. Rockets popping. They got three teams all legitimately competing uh, for titles or have been in the past two to three years. Um, so it, it, it's a sports town. Uh, they have the hip hop culture there. Uh, there's, there's a reason why Drake talks about Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, man. Houston's a dope place, man. And uh, I, I just, I loved it from the beginning. And uh, most importantly, above all this other things I'm talking about, I, I was accepted there in, in, in the franchise. And the organization really made me feel at home, made my family feel at home. Um, they didn't judge me with any, you know, perceptions out that were out there. And wanted to judge me off of my character there, and uh, I appreciated that uh, because because of who I am and, and where I come from, things have happened. Some my fault, some not my fault. Where people might say things about me that that are, are, are not true, and that that's always hurt my feelings. But of, of um, going to Houston, you know, after all this craziness I've gone down midseason, I thought it was going to be like, man, what am I going to have to do here? And it just like right away, man. I mean, like click right away, just worked and fit and. Uh, it seemed like every single day I was getting more comfortable and more comfortable. And I just kept working harder and pushing myself to just trying to help this team win games. Cause that's all, that's all I care about is, is trying to get this team over the hump and we're right there. So it ended up being a great situation. Obviously, like you said, it didn't work out, but um, we're reloaded now uh, in a wide open league and, and uh, we're very confident. Producing me has to ask. You're from LA, obviously. You're yeah. in LA right now. We're taping the Studio Six, as mentioned. Was there a part of you that was somewhat interested in either the two LA teams or the Warriors up in the Bay, knowing this the roster shuffle those teams right. were going through? Uh, well, I wasn't interested in playing for the Clippers, um, and that just has been there, done that. Yeah, and it just has it has nothing to do with the organization itself. It has everything to do with what everybody thinks that I'm talking about right now. You know, it just the father son thing was an amazing thing to do. We did it; no one else did it. It was dope. 
um, it was very stressful and it was very straining on me and his relationship, I think. Are you talking to your dad during free agency at all? Is that even coming no, up? Is no, no, that... not at all. Not at all. He knows I don't want to go there and I don't think he wants me to go there. I think it was, it was hard on both of us. I think it was fun and it was needed. I really did develop most of my career there as a human and as a player, both ways there. Uh, really, I, I grew up in a lot of ways, especially on the court. Fun fact, I, uh, I'm a Clippers or NBA Reddit subscriber, and I was on the Clippers subreddit last night, and there was an appreciation post for Austin. It was like, shout out to Austin based on the game where you have the bloody eye against, oh, I think, against the Blazers against, in the playoffs. It was just a random appreciation post. Oh, so, respect, Just man. so Thank you know. You. Yeah, I, I know appreciate you love that. Fans, I, I really do appreciate fans. that, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, so that that was that, you yeah. know, with the Clippers. Though. And I, again, I love the Clippers organization. Uh, and this has nothing to do with just my dad being the coach. I'm talking about just my times. They were all, even through the the media negativity or whatever, the positive outweighed the negative by so much more. I had nothing but great times there. But it's just, it was, it's been done. Yeah. And they're heading towards a new path and a very bright one. Yeah. And uh, that, that just wasn't for me. Uh, I've already been there. I wanted to do a bright path for somewhere else. Uh, in terms of the other Laker team, I mean, the other uh, LA team, the Lakers, uh, they just have so much going on. I didn't know um, what was the fit or not. And um, they, again, they've turned out to be uh, a contending team as well. So, you know, congrats to that. But uh, I'm all about, you know, if you find something that's working, then let's explore that more and, and let's roll with that. And that's what Houston was. And and, and now we're I'm there. Sounds good. And then obviously with the Rockets, the big trade recently. Right. That backcourt, that guard rotation you guys have is yeah. James Harden and Russell Westbrook, Everett Gordon, yourself. Like, wow. Right. So what was your, give us your honest, real honest reaction. I know, you know, Russell's the guy you've worked out with in the past and whatnot. What was your honest reaction when once that trade went down? Um, well, I, I was shocked just because I didn't see it coming. There was a lot of fake false rumors that had came out when our season went over about Chris and James fighting and, and all this other stuff and incidents happening in the locker room, things that never literally happened. Austin, we keep it real on this pod now. We go off on this pod, so I hear you. There might be some things you're not willing to say. I'm no. letting new listeners know. No, 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 no. This is, uh, this is uh, no, no BS, man. Seriously, right. bro. Uh, that shit was, that, that was bullshit. Whoever yep. leaked that story and, and, and started that. Uh, what happened was somebody ended up tarnishing a relationship that wasn't tarnished. Really. That that just goes to show you how much power media does have. I I I, I tell I told Stephen A this oh, a, a while back. I was having a conversation with Stephen A um, during the finals. Yep. And that topic came up, and I said, "Do you know how important it is that you guys stray away from doing news for views instead of doing news for being what it's supposed to be news?" There's no secret because now there's a million apps and social media and whatnot. Uh, people say and make up all types of crazy things because that's how you get views and that's how you stay lucrative. Uh, and I don't know what that was, but that story was BS, man. I'm telling you yeah. right now, there was nothing between James and Chris. And I know this because I've talked to both of them and I'm close with both of them. And I, and I just, I, I play for the fucking team. So I know if there's a fight in the locker room or not. And that was ridiculous. Now, are there differences maybe on the way we should have played or this or that? Yeah, but that happens on every single team in the league, man. They didn't have any beef but because of, you know, us losing and, and then the media pressure, things happen. And then before you know it, now a relationship is in question that never needed to be in the first place, uh, which was led to, you know, the trade happening, which, again, I was shocked. I'm not involved in the in the room <laughs> making these decisions. So, you know, it is what it is. But I called Chris and I had to talk with him and 
Um, you know, I, I just said I've always appreciated playing under him despite what anybody else has thought. Uh, real shit. Um, Chris has helped me develop a lot as a good basketball player, more so just on his approach to the game. As hardworking or, or as professional as I thought I was, I realized that there are so many higher levels to recovery, to what you eat, the way you see the game, study the game, watch the game. Chris is an animal. And uh, there's a lot of things that he probably doesn't even know that I've watched him over the years and admired about him that I've tailor-made to myself and tried to take from him and and use it for my, to, to better myself. So I'm sad to see him go. Uh, but, um, you know, depending on the situation in OKC or what happens, he's going to be a huge contributor wherever he goes. So what do you think happens when you, when you talk about Chris Paul? Now, obviously, currently a player with OKC Thunder, um, reports from Woj saying that he likely isn't going to suit up for them. What do you think happens with Chris Paul? Do you think he, he I think wants to- I think he might come out here. Depending on, they're talking about a buyout. I don't think that's possible because of how much money is left on the table. It's a lot of money. There, there's, I think that's too, I think we all know that that's too much money to eat up for a yep. team just to buy somebody out. Uh, you know, I talked to Chris. I gave my opinion. I said, listen, man, you might have to hold tight there for about a year or so. And then when your contract becomes a little bit more eatable, then they might do that because they know you don't want to be there. He wants to be a part of a winning team. And, and uh, the thing about Chris is Chris isn't the type of guy who's just like not going to show up. You're talking about a guy who's so involved in his own AU program. He's going to be involved in the team he plays for, even if it's a team where he, it might be a pit stop. Um, but in the time being, I was like, man, just be who you are, do what you do. You know, you're a Hall of Famer for a reason. And then uh, I could see him coming to a team like the Lakers. Um, him and LeBron are obviously very close. Um, he's out here most of the time in Los Angeles anyway. And um, I, I could see something like that happening. I could be wrong, though. Who knows? No, obviously, it's all speculation at this point. Speaking of speculating, myself and John and other podcast producer uninterrupted, we've talked about that. And I was like, yeah, I think you might end up with the Lakers. But to your point, how does that buyout work out, right? That's That might take a while. That's, yeah, that's a lot of money. Right. It's like three years, 120. That's left on that contract. Right. Miami, obviously, is, an, you know, is a team that keeps popping up. Right. Why, why is that? Do you feel that as a player in the league when – Whenever someone's available, even if they don't have cap space, there always seems to be the draw of Miami, a draw of Pat Riley. Have you been to Miami? Well, there's that. Yeah. I mean, Miami is nice. But yeah. no, no, is, no, no is Miami's that? more nice, bro. What are you talking about? Miami is nice. You, you, you've been to these other places where, where, where these other teams are, and then you go to Miami. If you could, like, if there's a fly in a wall with a camera and you could see the body language of what the players are like when we're headed to you know, a cold Milwaukee, Cleveland, or Indianapolis. And when after the game, the energy's like when we're headed to like a Miami or like we're headed to Los Angeles, how quickly guys shower and get on the bus and get ready to get on this plane. When we're going to Cleveland, we don't arrive till like 2 a.m. When that game's done at 10.15, guys are on the bus at 10.45, 11. Like, let's go. We got to go. We got to get out of here. So the draw to Miami is very real, not to mention uh, no income tax which is a beautiful thing that I'm experiencing down in Houston, by the way. That, that, that is things that being out here for four years, you forget that exists in America because how real these taxes are. Um, so you have that draw and then uh, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and then I think the draw would be uh, Spolstra and yeah. Riley. Every player that I've known has played for Spolstra loves playing for Spolstra. Yep. Um, and he pushes guys. I love he's a hard-nosed defensive guy who, who gets after it. Miami's one of those teams that no matter what their talent is, they play hard as fuck. Yep. And that's a that's a draw to a lot of players. And then Pat Riley's a legend. With that mixture of those things I just said right there, it will always and forever be 
a intriguing place. All right, enough of that. Let's get to the M- crazy NBA offseason that was, right? We got to start with the Clippers, your former team, Kawhi, Paul George, came out of nowhere, Woj bomb, earthquake the same day, Zion's summer league debut, way too much is going on. Yeah, it was a crazy day. Way too much is going on. So let's start there. What was, what the heck? What was your reaction when you saw that Paul George, this is like the first time free agents chose LA. I know Paul George wasn't a free agent, but he made that trade happen. Right. Um, obviously, but on request of Kawhi. What was, what was your reaction to that? Well, surprised. I think we were all surprised. I did not know about it. Um, I was not surprised. I was yelling. I was screaming. I'm glad. I'm glad it happened um, because it, it was good for the NBA. If they would have went to the Lakers, it would have just overshadowed everything in um, in basketball and uh I, I, it would have made it so much about them. Yep. And after a great year that the Clippers just had, I think it was really good for them to maintain and not only maintain, but to improve the ways they did, especially with the ways the Lakers did. Yep. I mean, how popping are these Lakers-Clippers games going to be? How how great are when Houston comes to town and Golden State with D'Lo now and Kevin Durant's over there with Kyrie, which there's just, you know, Jimmy's down in Miami, the Phillies read up, uh, Boston has Kemba Walker. The NBA is now completely... You don't know who's going to win. And that's why I like that move, where if those two would have somehow found their way to, or even just Kawhi, yeah. found his way to the Lakers, it just would have been like, here we go again with too this, dominant. this Warriors thing again. Yeah, um, and, been, I think it might have been even more than what the Warriors put together, right? Like, uh, Well, in terms of star power, yes. Yeah. But in terms of how well the players play together, that, that remains to be seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah the Warriors were able to put stars together, which t- other teams have done in the past, but they did it to become one of the most dominant NBA teams of all time. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but, uh, well, now I guess we won't because it's all even now yep. to where we would have, if that would have been Kawhi going yep. there, would have been like, come on, man, we just got out of this. Uh, that's why I was uh, very uh, happy, not just because my ties to the to the Clippers, but just more so for the game of basketball. I was very relieved that they went there. And obviously Kawhi leaving Toronto and, you know, Lou Will, who is on the Clippers as well, talked about it on Gilbert Arenas' pod how – Toronto is great, but after a few months, it's like, yo, I can't live here, right? Yeah. And for you, and you know, obviously, you moved around a little bit this this past season. It's like, how much, how important is that? Like, I think people underestimate the living circumstances. Yeah. People are like, oh, what does it matter? You could pay millions just play basketball, bro. We play basketball for like two to three hours a day, and then the rest of the day we're living. There's 24 hours in a day. Three of them, two or three of them, we're in a gym. Everything else is based off a living situation. A majority of the LA, LA has families and kids who are in the gym three hours a day. They're out of the gym 24 hours a day. So their intake on living can persuade a player or, or come in their mind. So it's very important. And that's why we talked about earlier, Miami, the Los Angeles, you know, these places, Houston's, the Dallas's, these are places that players, you know, look at to play because of the quality of living, man. And uh, Toronto is a super dope city, but it's freezing cold. And then in, in addition to that, it's it's not a it's not a part of America. So uh, unfortunately for them in America, they just sometimes don't get the pub and press uh, that they deserve. Um, so you know, I, I you know, I don't know that I, I wasn't shocked to see Kawhi go. Um, I would have personally, I, I would have liked if he stayed. Um, I just thought how dope he made, how lit like. I hate using the word lit. I feel like it. 
feel like I'm a yeah. what's a Gen Z? Is that uh, yeah, I feel like a millennial. Like yeah, folks it, yeah. Just uh, forget forget yeah. me for saying that you, word. It's fine. You can say um, how, just how how turnt Toronto was with the winning. I don't think turnt is much, that much better than lit. By the way, turnt is way better than turnt has been around since little john you know what i mean like turn yeah. turned up i mean that's that's a universal lit is such like an instagram yo this lady bro lady, i can't stand all right i don't talk in instagram talk just let's get this out the way i don't say the words lit i don't like when guys are like yo let's link i don't like yo we got to collab bro we're not pharrell kanye there's nothing we could collab on i don't like the, these are such instagram you know liddy uh lit link collab there's a abundance of, I mean, there's a whole bunch of these words, man. I won't use them. And here, matter of fact, if you use them, we have to have like a penalty button or something. That, oh, yeah. Like, I got a buzzer. We got to get like a buzzer in here that every time someone says it, even a guest, they won't even know it. I'm just going to randomly buzz it. While we're on this random topic, what I dislike is when people use song lyrics as their Instagram caption. I stopped doing that at Duke. Yeah, seven, you got to. Seven oh, years ago. Thank you. If you did it back in the days of Facebook. There are current and, NBA players who like, do it. I'm not going to say who, but they throw <laughs> these. The beans off. They, they throw, no, 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 no. We might go off here, but. <laughs> Please uh, go. <laughs> they throw Drake lyrics out here yeah. or, or or Meek Mill or whatever. Yeah, I'm like, bro. It's like, come on. I got the hungry of a line with a line. Or, I'm like, bro, bro. It's not just, your it's, words. It's just, 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 just be it's you. plagiarism. Yeah, that's what I don't, I don't like that either. <laughs> Leave that to like the Instagram models who want to post a picture and post a, uh, uh, when they're yeah. sensitive, they'll throw a Lauren Hill comment out there and oh, just yeah. be like, okay, that's how she's on right. That's but she, has nothing to do with the photo they posted, by the way. Nothing. It's just, it's just something It'll there. be a pretty face of them and it'll be like a deep, meaningful comment that has nothing to do with the photo itself. Yeah, being PG-13 saying you're a pretty face. Yeah, that's not what IG models do. I don't know, but anything, I don't know anything about that either. <laughs> let's move past that. Fair enough. Um, so like randomly, I'm going to put you on the spot right here. Not in that, not in that sense. But, um, <laughs> I, you know, because NBA Twitter, man, that's what we all do. Like, John, Chris is not a big NBA guy who's our audio engineer. But, you know, we go back and forth. And we all just think it through. Who are the Western Conference teams, right, that are going to make the playoffs this year? How stacked the playoffs are. So this is from, like, a week ago. My list is the Clippers, Lakers, Warriors, Jazz, Nuggets, Rockets, Blazers, Spurs. Am I missing anyone? No, that's. I think no. that would be the consensus. I think that's what everybody would agree. I think that's the eight, right? I think the Mavs obviously are going to be a better team. Yeah, than Mavs are going to be much better. Sacramento is Kings. a growing team. Yep. Um, I think it's the same as last year. You just substitute the Lakers in. Yeah, and then that's it. Uh, Lakers Trump's, in Thunder out. Lakers in Thunder out. You talked about Chris Paul. I would say if Chris Paul does stay with that team with Gallo. Who I saw getting ice cream randomly, by the way, um, the night before they played game five against the Warriors. I know. Sorry. I'm going off tangents here, but I, we live in like the same community. Um, I like Gallo. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Gallo. Just want some ice cream? You know, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, big, I'm a big Gallo guy. Yeah, he's, um, Gallo's a bucket, man. Yeah, he, there you go. Certified bucket. Um, so, yeah, Lakers coming for the uh, Lakers substitute for the Thunder. For that's now. it. Um, and everybody got better. Yeah. Uh, Portland got better, added, got Ronnie Hood back, got Whiteside, uh, Bazemore, who fits that style of play a little bit more. Yeah. Um, we don't need to speak about, obviously, us, the Rockets, who and who we got. Everybody yeah, else, we no. got Russell Westbrook. Uh, I came back. You go to the Jazz. They signed uh, Bogdanovich. Oh, the Jazz are Huge nice. pickup. Yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, Michael Conley. And then they got guys like Ed Davis, who actually had a hell of a playoff, or he was going to. He had a hell of a game one or two before he got hurt. Yep. Um, he's their backup big with him and Rudy Gobert. Uh, that's going to be pretty, pretty, uh, pretty dope. And then uh, 
you look at um uh Denver. Uh Denver uh signed who did Denver just sign? They signed uh Jeremy, Jeremy Grant. Grant. That's yes. who they just picked up who's a who's a great player. Uh so they got better. Uh, the Warriors obviously lost a lot, yep. but were able to maintain very well. Uh, Alec Burks, uh, yep. pretty good score off the bench. Kali Stein is a huge pickup for them. Yep. And then obviously D'Angelo Russell keeps him afloat. So you just got to really, for them, and they still got Draymond Green and Steph Curry. They're going to be still a dominant team. And then once Clay gets back, they'll be in rare form again. So uh, they're going to be a championship contending team. Uh, who am I missing here? Spurs will be better. Yes. Uh, Lonnie Walker is healthy. Okay. Uh, he is, he, I, I like his guard, game. Yeah. Right. I've been watching him in the summer league. He, he looks very, very talented. So, uh, DeJounte Murray as well. Yep. Yeah. So, DeJounte Murray. Yeah. Um, I like Lonnie Walker though. Lonnie, Lonnie Walker's tough. Yeah. I think he's going to be their guy. We didn't even talk about the Pelicans who are obviously they're young, but Pelicans, Pelicans are good have a very bright future, man. Yeah. They did a great job in, in figuring out how to finesse, obviously with 80 not being happy there, turn that into a team that also your former team. Yeah. 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 Of course. Of course. Um, They've turned that, I think for for them, something to look forward to, uh, which is nice. You know, right now they just had one, you know, they had that one really good player and then that was it. You know, they had a good player there losing a lot of games. Now they have something to look forward to, not only for this year, but the next like three or four years. That's, that's pretty dope. I, and I, I challenge New Orleans people to get out there just because I know it's a football state, but they got some good talented basketball players there. I hope, to, hope those games are, are turned. <laughs> <laughs> Hate to put you on the spot. Actually, I really don't. But um, you played with Anthony Davis. Most people might not know. Your rookie year, maybe your first two years with Anthony Davis. Um, obviously, now with the Lakers, rocking a number three, which is an odd number for a big, but we won't get into that. Do you have a fun, crazy Anthony Davis story from your, from your playing days? I think the craziest thing about ID is what we all know, but I guess we know it a little bit more in detail is just his story and how he came out of nowhere. Everybody knows the gist of it, but like I actually knew him, not personally, just like I knew him when we played AU and how bad he was at the end of the bench. He was like this skinny kid with the goggles. Like 6'3". Bro, never yeah. got in a game. I'm talking about like never touched the floor. No one knew who this dude was, bro. Like he was just one of those guys that traveled with the AU team. And then in a matter of six months, this man was an animal, bro. Like was clearly, he surpassed everybody, including myself, Brad Beal, a lot of whatever, talented, ranked guys. It was unanimous, number one. Like, so that just doesn't happen. It's never happened in the history of the NBA where players come out of nowhere like that. I don't even think people talk about what happened to Anthony Davis enough. Yeah. I want a CSI, FBI uh, investigation breakdown. on how that was possible for Anthony Davis. Because if there's something out there that you can consume to turn up like that and, and become that size, I will full-fledged. I'm all in. He went from a 6'1", a 6'2", guard junior year to a 6'8", 6'9", big no, senior he, year. He's, he's, he's not. He's 6'11". Like, in his length, it makes him like 7'4". It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't have any crazy stories. I think that's just a crazy story about him. Yeah. Uh, from what I remember, he was always a cool dude. We both loved cars. Um, he ate pizza like four times a day. I'm sure those times have changed. Uh, other than that, he's a simple dude, man. All right, let's move on to the East, though, where the Nets, speaking of the Clippers actually making moves and players choosing them over the Lakers, the Nets experienced the same thing as well, right. right? They got Kevin Durant and Kyrie. So obviously Kyrie, Duke days. I don't know if he, what interaction relationship you have with Durant, but 
What are your th- quick thoughts on that before we wrap? Um, I would say uh, that was the most surprising signings for me. Uh, we heard about it all season with Kyrie and whatnot, but it was still surprising when the way it went down just because of where he ended up going and what they already had. Uh, Brooklyn was a team that had a tremendous amount of success this past season. And a, similar to what we think New Orleans could be is what Brooklyn is now. A bunch of young guys who did develop and actually turned into something real where they're in the playoffs battling against veteran teams, yep. this group of young players. Um, youngest team in the playoffs. That was pretty dope to see, right? And then you trade or you don't sign back uh, your best player, yep. D'Angelo Russell. I want to say this real quick. This goes to show you, just for the people out there who say ignorant shit about players, this goes to show you how ill Kevin Durant is. I want, I want you to think about this for a second. This man just tore his Achilles which is equivalent to the ACL in like the 90s. Yep. Like guys yep. now tear the ACL on their back in like five, six months. Yep. And they're stronger and more athletic than they were before. Right now, the Achilles is the question mark. This man just tore his Achilles and Brooklyn was willing to ship off D'Angelo to get Kyrie because he knew that's what would get this guy. Yep. You know what I mean? If KD never wanted to come, I think they would have said, hey, listen, D'Lo... You know, might not be as good as Kyrie, but who knows, maybe in a couple of years. I don't know. Uh, but he's very comfortable here. The culture's here. They have a great chemistry. And then Kyrie coming off a year where he was just with young guys and he didn't mix well with them because Kyrie's trying to win now and not like grow with these young guys. You know what I mean? Yep. It that, that fit didn't make sense. So when I was hearing Kyrie wants to go to Brooklyn, it confused me because you have Levert and, and Joe Harris and Dinwiddie and, Dinwiddie, and all yep. these guys. He just came from Rozier, Tatum, Brown, all these. It, it, it didn't make that much sense besides the factor of him wanting to be home. But now knowing that he was a, a piece for this guy to come yep, who just tore his Achilles. It goes to show you, like, people don't understand how good that he is. Uh, and it, that's the one thing. People talk about his decision to go to the Warriors, whether you like it or not. I don't really care. I don't care personally. Um He's the most gifted offensive player I've ever played against. And I think he is the best offensive player to ever play in the NBA. And I'm willing to say that on air in terms of scoring ability. There's no score in the history of the NBA that could score better or easily than Kevin Durant. And I'm not talking about numbers because if he wanted to take 25 to 30 shots a game or dominate the ball like that, it would be he would be a six, seven, eight, nine times scoring champion over. I'm serious. Um, so I just wanted to give credit where credit's due. Shout out to KD, man. Wish you nothing but uh, speedy recovery there. But yeah, that 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 one was pretty surprising. The whole Brooklyn trade couldn't have said it better, man. I think that's I think that's where we can close this episode. Right, glad cool, to man. be back here on Go Off, absolutely your podcast here in Studio Six Uninterrupted. Um, I know soon enough we're gonna have another episode with Van Lathan, just you and Van, right? Yes, sir. Um, and hopefully future, you know additional episodes to come as well. Yeah, man, right? I uh, I look forward to the summer. We're actually yep. going to, uh, you know, obviously we're not here to make promises, but one thing I can a- assure you is that we we, we were going to pump out as many episodes as we possibly can that can work on our schedule. And we're going to put a lot more of these out than we did last summer. I can tell you that. Let's find a time. We'll make it happen. We'll make Absolutely. it happen. And people who are listening, like, subscribe, rate, review the show, give it five stars, follow Austin on social, and let him know that he should take more episodes. If he hears from you guys, I'm sure he'll want to also guess uh, he doesn't respond to my text. You know how players are, man. They just are like <laughs> I they do respond. respond to your text sometimes. I do respond. It's like don't do that. 
Don't Once every four. Don't do no, that. I get it, man. I I went to I went to high school with Luke Bamute. Shout out to Mount Verde where D'Angelo also played. Yeah, but no, no. Luke's like a ghost. No, straight Nobody up. Nobody knows what Luke... Where's Luke at right now? Nobody he's, knows. I think he's around. I That's think what he wants around. to think. He, he responded to me last week. But like, yeah, he's, you know, once every four texts, he right, might right, respond. Right, right, right. After like five days. <laughs> My bad. So I'll, I'll get, get better, it. man. I'll get better. Yeah. So let him know. Let Austin know on social that, hey, man, like, fuck all that stats or, you know, he, you know, whatever beef it is you might have had with him back in the day or... Just you like listening to him talk and you want to get more of his episodes on the podcast. So I would appreciate it, man. And also, I, I, I'll say this. Uh, guest ideas. Uh, we can't promise it, but just you guys out there voicing your opinion on people that you want to hear. Uh, we have a lot of resources between myself and obviously Uninterrupted. We can get a lot of these people that you guys want to hear up here. Um, there's so many names. It's hard for us to navigate what you guys want to hear. It would really help us if you guys could tell us who you want to be up here and who you guys want to listen uh, talk up here, so yes, we appreciate can't that. Keep having me on because no you one do a good job. Though, no TD, one knows man. who I am. So shout out, like, yeah, what's shout, going on here? <laughs> shout out to TD, man. He really does hold down the ship, uh, especially when needed, man. Austin, you're, the, you're, you're that sixth man of the year, bro. You come in <laughs> and, and when needed and you get the job done. Austin, I tell you all the time, you're the franchise player of the podcast. So end of the day, I'm just here to help. No, 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 you're the Lou Will. You're the Lou Will of of, of podcast. But you shout come in to, and get right to it. Get shout the out to Lou Will. You see how I was going? To, he was going at folks on Twitter. He was like, "Oh, your favorite team hates to see me come up to the scorers table." I love that. I love like. Obviously, there's a lot of bad with social media, captions being one right. of them, but I love how Lou Will, Evan Turner, Dame Lillard, those guys, they there's really, a good they small keep it group. Real. There's a small group in the NBA that knows how to turn the Twitter hate into something oh, enjoyable. I have not yet been able to figure that out because I go, I'm, I'm one of those guys that I go for the throw, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's a skill, though. It's I, a I skill, give him credit. Man. Like, uh, Joel Embiid's the same way. They're, they're very good. gifted yeah. at interacting with people in a way where they, they'll do a shot at them, but it's nobody's feelings are hurt. And it's not them being a, a dickhead or anything, but it's playful. Yeah. Um, and it turns their ignorant comment into something funny instead. Of, and then usually, like, those people respond back saying, yeah. oh, man, thanks for, you know what I mean? Because that's all, you know, people just want a little for back sure. and They forth, want so. acknowledgement. And yeah. so that's interesting. But Dame, speaking of guest ideas, Dame would be fantastic. Obviously, he had a little beef with Marvin Bagley, which I don't buy. I feel that, that whole thing was orchestrated. But didn't mind it. Some good bars. I think Dame is legit. I think as far as athlete rappers go, I don't know if you ever heard Arian Foster, former NFL player. I think no, I haven't. Legit. I've heard I've heard that his music's actually he's pretty super good. Legit. He shout out too. to my ex-teammate Iman Shump, man. Shump is nice. Shump is actually for real. And you know what? Shout out to Gerald Green, man. People don't know about Gerald Green. Gerald Green makes like authentic Houston trap music, man. Never heard. Nah, it's it's some good stuff. I mean, he does it more for the playful side, but it's yeah. not bad, man. Like it's 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 cool. Shump's like all in though. No, Shump is and his music. It shows though. I mean, he has you know obviously he has Tiana yep. next to him helping him out producing, but he has music videos and everything. Man, they, him and Dame are I think are in a whole different tier in terms of uh, the rap athlete game. Yeah, legitimately, we love pointing out how like guys are more than athlete in an entertaining way. So obviously Dame and right, Jay Punch, right. Shump. Your former teammate Blake, one of the better yeah, huge actors, huge in a, in a comedy, comedy and a comedic uh, backgrounds dude. and stuff like that. He's one of the few uh, doing it out here. I just found out he had like his whole studio. He owns his own studio out here that he lets people rent out and and use and do stuff with a smart, lucrative idea, and it keeps him involved in the business and what's going on. And it's always dope to see guys um, go through these yeah development use process, basketball, yeah. not letting basketball use them. You know and what I mean. That's why we're here on Interrupted to make all these things happen as well. Right. And so if Blake wants to hop on a pod, that'll be hard to get. I'll, it'll be hard to get Blake because he's he's a very hard man. He's been a part of my take. He can come on this. Come on, we'll make it happen. 
Yeah. I'm looking like at if John. you're listening. Like John's going to make it happen. Or Please. podcast producer and <laughs> and guest booker all of a sudden. There it is. Um, all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast. I appreciate everybody tuning in. This is Go Off with myself, Austin Rivers. Uh, please tune in, review, subscribe. I'll see you guys next time.